0: Welcome to the show, folks. This is Wrestling Changed My Life. Here we go.
1: That was my sophomore year of high school that I joined up with Beat the Streets, although I started wrestling my uh, freshman year. But some of the alumni kept telling me, hey, if you want to get like good like us, you want to get better and stuff like that, you know, go to Beat the Streets. We can endure anything and adapt and pivot and change.
0: Wrestling gave us that ability.
1: I would say nothing in life has impacted me more than. The things wrestling has taught me in terms of self-reflection, resilience. Toughness. Some guys have it, some guys don't.
0: Adversity, 100%. How to pick myself up and be a man after I failed.
1: And everything that has shaped my life
0: and where I'm at today would not be there without the values and basically the the lessons I've learned through the sport of wrestling. For me, wrestling saved my life because it allowed me to focus and channel my energy we're fortunate if you wrestled, because if you wrestled, natural talent helps, but it's, it's 5% of the ingredient. It pales in comparison to heart and technique and effort. It humbled me, taught me humility. Nothing can hit, humble you more than wrestling. I think it's the learning to adapt, right? You learn, you learn how to adapt, you learn how to
1: solve problems. You know, if I look back at my time I spent wrestling, if it gave me one thing more than anything else, it's mental toughness.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. It's a third episode of Wrestling Changed My Life this week. Haven't done that in a while. Our guest today is Julius Whetstone. He wrestles for Niagara Community College. He hails from the Bronx. Went to high school at Martin Luther King Jr. and he had his life changed by the Beat the Streets New York program. And that's why I wanted to have Julius on. He's an awesome, awesome guy, and I really enjoyed hearing his perspective on wrestling in New York City, what it's like, you know, going to a high school where you're you know, there is no wrestling room. It's just a totally different environment than a lot of us can understand. So really appreciate Julius sharing his story. Fan of the week goes to none other than the great Kathy Yen. She is the maestro of Beat the Street Chicago and makes it all tick. Mike Powell's the front man, and he'd be the first to tell you that Kathy Yen. Is the, is the lady that makes the engine go. And she's a supporter of the show, so thank you, Kathy. If you want to support the podcast, please go to our online store. We just launched a new t-shirt today. It's called Saturdays are for the Duels. Only seems right since the college season's about to get started here in January. Check it out at store.wrestlingchangemylife.com. And that's it, folks. Let's give it up for Julius Whetstone. Julius, thanks for doing this, my friend. How are you?
1: No problem. I'm good. How are you?
0: Outstanding. Go ahead and introduce yourself to the listeners here. Who are we hearing from and where are you located?
1: All right, so I'm Julius Whetstone. I'm currently wrestling at Niagara County Community College. I'm a New York City wrestling alumni, and I was also part of Beat the Streets.
0: How did you first get started in the sport, my friend?
1: Starting the sport? Well, actually, I was a big WWE fan going up and still am now. So I already knew who Kurt Angle was, I already knew who Brock Lesnar was. So I kind of figured out what they did before that and how they got famous and everything else so i decided hey why not
0: and then how long after that until beat the streets was introduced to you
1: so that was my sophomore year of high school that i joined up with beat the streets although i started wrestling my uh, freshman year but some of the alumni kept telling me hey if you want to get like good like us you want to get better and stuff like that you know, go to beat the streets you know they got real good coaches and guys over there
0: so was it part of your high school or was it a separate school you had to go to to see the beat the streets coaches
1: so, yeah, so, like, we used to have one training center. Then around my junior year, they actually split up into all five boroughs.
0: Got it. Okay. And so talk to us about life before wrestling for you. What, what was your life like before you got introduced to the sport?
1: Before wrestling, uh, i mean, I'd say,
0: what were your What's your family like?
1: Family like? Uh, it's pretty good, you know. With my mom, my dad, and my brother for a while before he, you know, grew up and all that. Because he's a lot older than me. I'm actually the yep. youngest. But, uh... So I grew up in the Bronx. I still live there, and uh, I don't necessarily live in the nicest neighborhood. So, uh, yeah, I've had, uh, had to go through stuff, you know, going to school, coming from school, and things like that. So my dad actually had me take up some martial arts and stuff. So I actually got really good with that. So that's actually what I was doing before wrestling. But I always, you know, figured out that I wanted to wrestle once I got in high school. I was actually a big UFC fan as well, still am. So. Yeah, I'm seeing those guys fight and things like that and guys like Chael Sonnen and stuff and Dan Henderson, guys like that, doing what they're doing, so I thought hey, you know, there's something I definitely want to get into.
0: So it was a lot of, at the beginning just self-defense and getting a sense of confidence?
1: Definitely, definitely.
0: So what was the environment like walking to and from school? I mean was it fights every day or?
1: Not, not fights every day, but there's times like in school, two kids just start bickering and then it's like, see me after school and then that's when that would happen with a lot of guys.
0: Okay, and so you you get involved with the sport, and you had shared with me uh, in some conversations before this that your journey through wrestling wasn't always the smoothest, due in part to some racial issues. And I know you wanted to talk about that. How did how did that manifest for you?
1: Well, that was actually more recent. That wasn't okay. necessarily like throughout the whole entire time. So like through my time coming back as an alumni and helping out. I'm getting, because I'm older, getting to travel even more. So I traveled a lot then. So now I'm really getting to travel like everywhere. It's like every part of every borough. And I kind of realized that not everybody in every borough, you know, and everywhere in New York City is kind of the same. I I thought that originally, but people kind of act differently in certain environments and things like that. And I'm also been dealing with that at Niagara as well. People just, you know, because on my team, for example, I'm the only one from New York City. Everybody else is from, uh, like western new york that area like buffalo and places like that so it's kind of you know it's kind of like a lot of racial inactivity and things like that a lot of people saying things they really shouldn't be saying not understanding why and things like that and so that
0: happened so you were you've been a a coach at beat the streets and i guess i didn't realize that so you had come back and started like volunteering and mentoring in the summer
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. There was one thing they hired us for. They uh, interviewed a bunch of us college guys and some current high school wrestlers, and we helped run a uh, middle school camp. But the thing that was really cool about that is they stepped to the side and let us come up with everything. They trained us. They taught us how to come up with practice and such, but they let us run the whole entire show. It was great. Wow. So
0: how long was that?
1: That was July 4th weekend. That was July 2nd and 3rd of 2019.
0: Okay. And are you doing those in different boroughs throughout the city?
1: So, well, for that one, we were happen to be in Manhattan. But uh, usually I myself would just go to like all five boroughs and see where I could help out at that.
0: Okay. Man, that's cool that there's a – I mean, New York City is, the to me, the home base for Beat the Streets. Even if it wasn't started there, it just seems like it has the biggest following. Um, Chicago's yeah. coming along now, but – did you or how often, I guess, do you interact with Brendan Buckley when you're in the program? Do you see him oh, often?
1: Well, not often because, you know, he's like the head honcho. So, like, he's usually in his office. But <laughs> there's times when he would come and run clinics with the camps and things like that. There's times when he would help run practice and such. And I would see him when we'd have, like, social events to catch up with the alumni. I talked to him. I talked to him recently. He's actually helping me out with uh, the recommendation letters because after I graduate Niagara, I'm going to transfer out to a four-year. So we got to talk a lot about that as well, but uh, I guess we got to see him a decent amount, but usually he's in his office running everything. So
0: head honcho indeed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, t- so let's go back to your journey a little bit. So you, you hear about beat the streets. What was your first practice
1: or your first workout? Like first one. Uh, wow. Uh, I guess it's, I don't really remember exactly how it went, but I just knew that the environment was different. The facility we were in was big. It was really, really big. It's actually a basketball gym. It wasn't necessarily a wrestling space, but we rolled out the mats and everything. And then we were like drilling and things like that. And uh, I don't know if you know uh, Coach M.A., Mark Anthony Maceas. Uh -uh. I've heard him. So he used to be the head beat the streets coach at the time. So like during the beginning of practice, everything just got fast right away. Like we didn't really, it wasn't like we're easing in. No one's really like talking or anything. He didn't want anyone talking. And then it just got real intense, pretty much right out of the gate. And (laughs) we were just drilling hard and we were sweating and everything else. And I I still like, at that point I had started getting a little bit better, but I was still kind of raw. I was still pretty green. So I was just really, I was doing a lot of stuff when we were drilling and things like that, but I really wasn't, I didn't know exactly what I was doing. So I was kind of like learning by osmosis by everybody around me and stuff.
0: And so was there not wrestling in the middle school or the high school or the junior high that you went to?
1: So, yeah. And that, and that's another thing with beat the streets. That's like a big thing that we do that helps out in New York city is that where I live at, as far as the junior league level, middle school and stuff like that, there's no wrestling at all. Like in my neighborhood, I'm pretty much the only wrestler you're going to see walking around, but then there's like other places I'm seeing even now there's like other middle schools and things like that. They're starting to get wrestling programs. But at the time when I was in middle school, like I graduated middle school in 2013 there definitely wasn't a lot of middle school programs with wrestling
0: man that's crazy because I grew up in uh western illinois but there the mm. the junior high season is kind of like the high school season where you duel other junior highs and middle schools in your area and you have practice every day and um but I mm. but I do understand that in the in chicago for example a lot of schools don't have that and it's more of like a club thing or or it's beat the mm. street, chicago you know obviously um and so you started with Beat the Streets that summer. And then how does it work when you're in high school? Are you, are you going to Beat the Streets during the week a couple of times
1: or is it mainly in the offseason? So what happened is I actually started during the offseason in my sophomore year of high school. So I was just doing freestyle and Greco. But uh, I wasn't able to go every single day because my parents were pretty strict about that. You know, they didn't want me traveling, come back home, waiting, things like that. I disagreed with it then. I still disagree with it now. <laughs> I think I could have gotten a lot better if I was there every single day. But Saturdays they would also have practice. So in the morning, that's when the regular practice would be. That'd be like the regular well well in the afternoon mainly. It would be like in the high school practice. But then like a few weeks in, they started doing something called the City Strong practice. And basically what it was, they get all the like real high-level guys in there. And that'd be a really, really, really hard practice. They would try to make it as close to like what Long Island gets or what upstate gets as much as possible, as close as they can get it to. Cause that's really what we're trying to do. We're trying to catch up with the rest of the state. And then we're trying to like, you know, be at the level everybody else is at. We don't want anybody looking down on us anymore. So that's what those practices were like. So apparently like they're supposed to send an email to you and then you get invited and stuff. I just showed up. And the thing is like, I wasn't allowed to do that. You're not really allowed to just show up, but the head coach at the time, He saw how hard I was working and just just that. He just saw how hard I was working and he knew that I wanted to be there. He knew I wanted to get better, so he just let me in. And from then, I just would practice twice a day every Saturday. That's the only time I could go. And so it's like a, a practice where the best kids within the five boroughs all come together? Definitely, yeah. But check this out. They would only show up for those practices. I'm at one practice and I'm staying there. So I'm there for four hours straight
0: right holy cow yeah so when you say you didn't want anyone looking down on us is it that the people who are outside the city like new york city wrestling's just never been that strong and so you guys are trying to build it up
1: yes definitely like we've had state finalists we've had a couple of state champs and things like that but they keep looking down even now like i remember uh, if you count the catholic school guys we had 11 guys placed at the public state tournament last season well in 2020 before wow. everything went crazy yeah, yeah 11 guys so to me, like, that seems pretty good. I don't remember us doing that well before. Right. But then even still, like some of my teammates were saying, oh, the only reason you had 11 guys place is because they added two extra placements on the post. Okay, but we still place that, like, come Dude, on. What <laughs> the
0: heck, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I bet before that it was maybe one a year, not even that,
1: you know? Yeah, exactly. So and how that many one different... might be the state champ.
0: <laughs> right. How many different high schools are in the – like the public league of wrestling in New York city, like hundreds or like
1: 20. There's a lot. And the thing is, is that a lot of the high schools, like a lot of the buildings, they would have multiple high schools in them. So they'd be called like campuses. So that's like, that's the one I went to. So my high school was called the Maxine green high school for imagination inquiry, but that was just my school. We actually had six other schools inside the campus, but the team was called the MLK Knights, So it was MLK campus. What? So So there's
0: different high schools within different buildings within the same building?
1: Yeah, so mine had seven.
0: Oh my God. That's crazy. I can't even fathom that.
1: Yeah. So there's like I can't even give you a number of how many high schools are in. So what are the wrestling rooms like? Are they are they just
0: regular like just like any other place or is it really kind of tight and narrow quarters? So
1: so actually ninety-five percent of the high schools that have wrestling in New York City don't have their own room. So they'd have to get the mats from somewhere else. Same thing as mine. And and roll them out? Yeah.
0: Oh, no. It's better than
1: nothing, though. It's better than nothing. But every day for four years, I had to go into like a back room because we had a dance room. There was like some little back room where the mats were. So every day for four years, we'd roll out those mats inside the dance room. And sometimes the dance crew, they'd be in there a little bit longer. Or the music crew, whoever's in there. And we'd have to like try to kick them out. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) Man, that's part of the struggle, though. Yeah. Wow. So once you got to your senior year in high school, when did you make the decision that you wanted to wrestle in college?
1: I made that decision freshman year. I saw the 2015 NCAAs. It was in Madison Square Garden. I didn't know anybody yet. I wasn't really into the sport yet, so I didn't know who Nashawn Garrett and guys like that were yet. But I saw that, and that's when it clicked. I wanted to do that. What kind of I impact did there? watching Neshawn wrestle have? Well, like I said, I didn't really know who everybody was at that moment. So uh, I just saw it there. I just saw like the pop circumstance and everybody wrestling at such a high level. It was just like, I wanted to be at that level. Yeah, that's,
0: it's cool to think that hosting a national somewhere, you know, any given city, how many kids does it impact just that one weekend alone who you you would never, you would just never know the impact like that. And so that, that memory stuck with you. And then um, you're at, you're in. Junior college now wrestling, where do you have aspirations yep. to wrestle at at the next level? Do you have anyone in mind?
1: Yeah, I've got like a, a list of a lot of colleges, but I have been talking to a bunch of coaches. And I'm actually working with one of my former coaches from Beat the Streets. He actually went to Niagara himself. That's part of why I'm up here. So he created a spreadsheet for me and he put down, well, I put down the list of all the colleges I wanted. And he told me, like, he put different categories of different things I should consider the cost, how the environment is, where it is, talk to the coaches. So that's what I've been doing. And uh, one thing my high school coach told me, he gave me this advice a while ago is don't put all your eggs in one basket because, you know, my high school career, same as yours, it didn't end up the way I wanted it to. So I want to vindicate all that. But he's saying, you know, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Don't try to focus on just going D1. You can go D2, you can go D3. And then one thing that Beat the Streets people reminded me of is like, hey, Go watch the Greco World Team Trials. Go watch the Freestyle World Team Trials. They're not all D1 guys. There are some right. D3 guys. There are some D2 guys making world teams. You interviewed Al Gonzalez. He was an Olympian. He was a D2 wrestler. And he didn't even start wrestling until ninth grade. So stuff like That's that. right.
0: Come on yeah. now, babe. You're getting <laughs> me fired up. <laughs> so what, what are some of the schools? Let's put a little call out to them right now. Who are those? Let's, let's put them Univers- on notice.
1: University of Southern Maine. Southern Maine. Okay. SUNY, SUNY Oneata. Okay. Is that the Ohio. head coach there? Or is that a SUNY, different school? Different school.
0: What's SUNY? SUNY's a school or is that? State State University of New York. Yeah, I'm not hip. I'm oh, not hip sorry. Like I that. didn't know you. <laughs> I didn't know it like yeah. that. Okay.
1: So if I say SUNY, that means State University of New York. That's Got it. That's what that is basically. So that's all the public universities. Uh, Ohio University. Okay. I'm um, looking at Drexel. Alvernia University, Seneca University. What about Ithaca College? Is that on the list? That's not on the list, actually.
0: Okay. Yeah. I just cause... know they're up next to Cornell, so I, I, it's probably pretty they far are. away, though.
1: No, it's actually closer to the city, actually. Really? Yeah. Section four is not that far at all.
0: I thought it was way up there.
1: Nah, where I'm at now is way up there. <laughs> I'm near Can. <laughs> I'm near Canada. <laughs> no kidding. I. uh yeah
0: spent some time this summer in vermont and was driving through i think it's the adirondacks that shit is that's thick up there i mean that is no man's (laughs) land yeah and so uh so you're you'd be transferring out at the end of this school year then yeah so may got it okay well man that's exciting just to know uh to know someone firsthand who's who's been through the beat the streets program and if you were looking back now and telling someone who's not wrestling, you know, why would they get into it? What, what would you say? Like,
1: what have the benefits been to you? You're definitely going to like, you, you can really create like the best version of yourself. You could find out like, what's that one quality that you possess that's going to get you somewhere. And like, it's not going to be the same as mine. It might be something different, but it's going to be something that you can really like figure that out. Man, I would love to see you go into coaching
0: when you're done. I think you think you would do well at it. Definitely.
1: I've actually coached a bit here and there. I never got like hired or anything, but like sometimes when I'd be at youth tournaments and some middle schoolers might know me, they might be like, Hey, Julius, come coach me and stuff. So, like, that's what we happened before. And it went pretty well. So, and it's, it's honestly fun to do that.
0: Absolutely. And it's crazy. The amount that you learn just by coaching. Definitely. Well, man. And I know you've listened to the show. What, what are some of the episodes that have had a big impact on you that, you, that um, other wrestlers
1: could maybe tune into David Taylor. Love it, Magic I, I think, Man. I think we talked about that when He's sitting there eating Captain Crunch. You're two-time D1 national champ. You're world champ. All you ate was Captain Crunch. My, <laughs> yeah, like my high school coach. He would always make fun of me, like, "Oh, you're always eating donuts every morning. Why well, you eating donuts all the time? Well, I mean, I like to eat donuts, right? And he's telling me, "Oh, you've gone to the Beat the Streets nutrition classes. Why are you still eating like that? All right? But see, but now I know what David Taylor ate. Captain Crunch. I'm thinking David Taylor ate completely healthy and stuff like that. I'm thinking, you know because he's thinking David salmon,
0: salmon slabs, yeah. couple of steaks,
1: yeah, some fruits and vegetables all the time. But no, wow, wasn't
0: that again, shocking?
1: You know what? It was kind of shocking because of who he is. But then again, being in college now, I get it because you know it's it's tight sometimes. You know, you got to survive out know. there. Yeah, <laughs> 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 exactly.
0: Man, that is. Uh... What's the beat the streets nutrition class?
1: So like, well, they've had different life skills classes. So that's what they would call them. And yes. we go to a bunch of them. And one of them was nutrition class. And they told us do this, that, and the third. Yeah, we're not doing all that because you need money to do that. So, <laughs> I isn't it crazy us this.
0: that the uh, <laughs> eating clean is the most expensive way to go, like by far? Yeah, ex-
1: exactly. Yeah, it definitely is.
0: Wow, man. Well, Julius, I'm really glad you could come on the show. What, uh, any last words, my friend, or any last things you wanted to share before we hop off here? I know we've been wanting to get this one on the books for a while, and I really appreciate
1: your patience. Last thing, uh, I guess, well, how has wrestling like changed my life at all, right? I could say that it's given, it's given me everything I've wanted. I've made a ton of friends. I have a ton of mentors I can go to whenever I want. I'm in college. I'm doing real well. So I can say that's put me on a real, real good path. And All I have to do is just keep working hard, and then things will keep improving and improving. Things will get better and better. I love your outlook, man.
0: And If you ever need any help, consider me as a mentor and and a friend. I'm happy to put the word out. Do whatever I can. Definitely, definitely. Julius, I appreciate you, man. Have a great weekend. Thanks. You too, Ryan. And all great things must come to an end. If you want to hear more from the podcast, text WRESTLE to 555-888. That's WRESTLE to 555-888. You can also find us on Instagram, Wrestling Changed My Life, Twitter, Ryan underscore N underscore Warner, as well as our website, WrestlingChangedMyLife.com. Take care, y'all.